Praise the Lord. We're just going to wait a few more minutes, and then, then we'll get started. Hallelujah. In the meantime, our scripture will be tonight. Um, Second Chronicles. Um, Twelfth chapter. Um, okay, Second Chronicles, eighth chapter, starting at the twelfth verse. Amen. Tonight's scripture will be from Second Chronicles, eighth chapter, and starting at verse. Um, 12. Amen. Just a few more minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. I thank you for the Holy Ghost and power. God, hide me behind the cross tonight. And not just me, God, God, but collectively hide us all behind the cross so that we can see you, Jesus, and you alone. Hide us behind the cross so that we know we've been with God. Hide us behind the cross that we might see him clearer and be more nearer to the sovereign will of God. Hide us behind the cross, God, because we know the Bible says in the last days that men will become lovers of themselves more than loving God. God, let us not love things more than we love you. Hide us in a place that we cannot be detected by the enemy. While we're going through this broadcast, hide us behind the cross that nothing can be found in us except a pure heart and a right spirit. And we call forth the anointing like never before tonight, like never, ever before tonight, that we might get a revelatory word from you. Tonight, like never before, we thank you, God, because we know every time we go before the the throne of grace, we have purified our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, but God, in case we did not forgive us from all of our sins and our iniquities that have come sent out against us, in the name of Jesus, we pray your sovereign will, amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. I want to make sure everybody can hear me. Um, so can you just for a moment make sure that you can hear me. Somebody just say hallelujah. You don't have to give me your name. Just hallelujah. Anybody? Hello? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. I make sure now because there was one time I wasn't heard and I didn't realize it with clarity. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, we're coming from tonight, um, Second Chronicles, 
Amen. Um, okay, Second Chronicles, the I did say eighth chapter, but I meant the seventh chapter, the seventh chapter, and starting at verse twelve. That's Second Chronicles, um, seventh chapter, and verse twelve. Twelve, twelve. Amen. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and I have chosen uh, this place to myself for all of the house of sacrifice. Verse 13. And if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, nor if thy commandeth the locusts to devour the land, or if I spend, send pestilence among my people. Verse 14. And if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and when I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Now, Mine eyes shall be open, and my ears attentive unto the prayer that I made in this place. Amen. This is Solomon, uh, David's son. And um, I was led to the scripture tonight because... Um, we have to learn the the importance of prayer. This nation, this country, this world um, is going through a time of situations in our lives, whether it's um, COVID-19 or whether it's our children not getting along or uh, whether it's just um, anything. It seems like um, things have been multiplied. It seems like um, the world is turning upside down. It, it seems like that folks are uh, dying left and right. It seems like everything's running rampant. But we must remember that God is in control of our lives. He is sovereign. He is God himself. He is controller of the universe. But here Solomon had built this temple. And then he comes down and he talks to Solomon. And letting him know that what he did was good. But then he's giving him conditions. Sometimes God gives us conditions. You do this, I do that. And this was the case in which God was talking um 
to Solomon about sacrifice and about prayer. I said to myself often, I said, God, I know that I need to have a fervent prayer life for us to tap into the mind of God. We must have a fervent prayer life. Not a life when we, a prayer life that we can pray when we want to and pray when we don't want to. But we have to have a fervent prayer life. And sometimes we can go before God and we just sit there and wait. But there's also times in life that we must Pray as if our lives um, depend upon it. Because our lives do depend on our prayer life. Um, Whether it's our children's life or our life of a friend or a life of an associate, we don't realize the power that God wields in us when we are confessing salvation, living for Him and as well preaching the gospel, just doing things for friends, just for godly love, um, because we are God's change agents on the earth. I repeat that. We are giving, we are God's change agents on the earth. Um, So it's important that our prayer life be consistent, disciplined, um, um, because when we pray, the Bible says God, um, Zion brings forth. When we pray, change, things change, situations change. When we pray, um, God answers our prayers again because we are change agents on the earth. And when we become change agents on the earth, again, We change our atmospheres. We change our children's lives. We change uh, uh, in the presence of other people. We change because God is using us to help somebody else, whether it's by growth or just by doing something for them or it's just making, having a laugh at a, a time when somebody's sad or depressed or We are change agents on the earth. And because we're change agents, that means that where our light is, uh, we uh, create our own city upon the hill. And these things will not happen unless we have a consistent and persistent life uh, in prayer whether it's just uh, studying our scriptures or studying, uh, reading our Bible or uh, memorizing scriptures. Um, this is part of our life that we're wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in God. And the same way that God came down um, to Solomon at the end of him building this temple, he comes down and he begins to speak to Solomon, Solomon, the man of God, Solomon, um, the son of David, Solomon, who was very wealthy, but Solomon 
had a relationship with God. Um, it is important, like I said, for our children. Because even at the end of the day, when we leave this earth, what will our children say about us? Um, will they say your mama was a hellraiser? Was it, uh, was, what will our children say about us? Because our children know us better than uh, everybody else. Children know us better than the ladies at the church, the ladies in the store, the ladies in the shopping centers. What will our children say when we leave this earth about us? Yes, they'll miss us. Yes, they will cry for us. Yes, they will mourn for us. But when we are calling ourselves the name of Jesus, what will they say about us? That's food for thought. That, that, that's food for thought because it doesn't really matter about the other people, but our children, that is so important to us. Um, it's the thing that really makes us think about life and our prayer life. Can we say that our children grew up uh, hearing our mother or our father praying? Um, can we say that our children grew up um, seeing Mama being a be believer in Christ? Um, um, these things are important to us, especially as we get older. I think when we're younger, sometimes we don't realize the value of our children to us. But I think as we get older and we get older and wiser and, and they get older and wiser, those things come to us. Well, Hill Solomon is now not a child. He was wealthy. He was rich. Um, but here is Solomon establishing this this uh, this building, this edifice for God Himself. And if he did not love God, he would not have built this uh, this building. Um, because remember, David himself had had shed so much blood that God uh, let this uh, thing pass on to Solomon to build uh, this temple. And as he comes down and he talks to him, and he reminds him, Solomon, the things that could happen and things that will come um, because of being obedient to God. We have to know that we have to be Obedient, obedient to the will of God. Obedience means that I put down my dreams, my hopes, my aspirations to do whatever he tells me to do. And this is what happened um, to Solomon. Amen. Twelve verse says this. And the Lord appeared to Solomon. So after all this stuff built up, so here comes Solomon and Saul. God comes into the presence. It says he appears, which means he came to him. Okay. He says the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night. So he came at nighttime. And he said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. So this means that we're not just praying for any old thing. We're not just praying and God's not going to answer. But the same way God uh, allowed 
to hear the prayers of Abraham. He allowed the prayers of Deborah. He allowed the prayers of Jacob. He now comes and uh, answers and listens to the prayers of Solomon. And he says, I have heard that prayer, and I have chosen this place to myself and to the house of Zaphisai. So here I've come down. I found this place. I've chosen this place. Um, that's why sometimes you can find a place in your home or in your car that sometimes it's very easy to pray. And sometimes there are places in the house. You have to kind of go around and figure out where is your place? Where is your meeting place in your home or your car? Where is the place that you can contact God and God contacts you? Where here, um, uh, here Solomon has found his meeting place with God. So it's important to find us a meeting place for God. Where you can meet him and he meet you, he celebrate, you cry, you fast, whatever you do. But you've got to find a meeting place um, for God, for you to meet and to sup with him, hang out with him, love on him, pray with him. Um, because it's important to build that spiritual place that you can meet. Amen. So he says this again. Um, let's go to the 13th verse. He says this, if I shut up heaven. So now he's not just at a, at a meeting place. So now God began to speak to him. God says this, if, it says, if my people. Okay, so he's, he's encompassing everybody. He says, if my people which are called by my name. So he's saying here, believers, here I am. It says now, if I, God, comes down. Okay. Okay. This is what's going to happen. For if my people, which are called by name, these are the things. Okay. Shall humble themselves. Humble. Yes. Um, I, it's amazing. I've met a lot of people that they really confess that they are humble, but they think they are, but the enemy sometimes gets them a little confused. So humble means I take the low spot. I take the low position. I'm not in charge anymore. I'm allowing God to um, lead me. Okay. Um, you can be a prayer, uh, a worship leader, or a prayer leader, or a pastor, but just sometimes in our lives we have to let allow God to lead us. And the only way we can do that is to humble ourselves um, before God. Okay. Sometimes the enemy will get us in a place where we, like I said, we talk a lot and we do a lot of things and we, we're talking all the time, but 
sometimes we have to have a quiet moment um, with God. We have to quiet space with God. And sometimes even if God doesn't speak um, spiritually to us, we just need to have a quiet time, a quiet space where I know it's just God and you and and you and God. And, and if he doesn't even speak, at least I feel his presence. So when you're in that quiet space with God and you become humble, um, God is right there with us at all times. For if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and do what? And pray. Sometimes the hardest thing people can do, uh, it seems like when you want to pray, everything else wants you not to pray. Um, The phone will ring. The the dog will bark. uh, uh, Somebody's at the doorbell. Um... um, or you know it's time to pray, but you so let me just see this. I'll just get off. I'll get off the, uh, the phone, or I'll, I'll get a. I'll, I'll pray in a minute, but I, I just want to see the end of this story. But when God wants us to pray, right then we must do it. It's uh, unless we're at work, um, because He's trying to talk to you. He's trying to get a message to you. He's trying to stop you so you don't make a mistake because you're too busy to listen and heed the spiritual voice of God. I'm not talking about a physical voice. But we have to build our prayer lives so that we can hear in the spirit realm what God's wanting us to do. Um, I remember one time one of my friends was saying um, she wanted to go to the store and she said, she said, but then she heard God told her to do something else. So we have to be able to switch what God switches. We have to move when God moves. When God says do something, it's for a reason. You could have been, um, you could have stopped that accident because you stood where you uh, were supposed to stand, as opposed to doing what you want to, because we're supposed to be moved by the Spirit. Of God. So when we're moved by the Spirit of God, we're moving in His will, we're moving in His dominion, we're moving in His power simply because we're waiting and waiting for His will to be done. And you have to do that um, when you are humble. When you're humble, you can hear. When you're humble, you're listening for the spiritual voice of God. And um, so that's, you have to be humble. Humble yourself. You must pray. And then we must learn to seek the face of God. So preacher, you say to me, how do I seek the face of God? Okay. Well, some people... Find them some worship music. Some people, we just, uh, like the prophet Elijah, they sat there and they waited for the still, small voice. Um, So we all have various ways um, to hear from God. 
I find for me around midnight when it's so quiet and it's so still and it's so peaceful, my spiritual antenna um, goes up uh, quicker and easier. Or when I'm in a time I shut aside um, on my lock up in my room for about a day or half a day and just listen to my music and and say, God, lead me and guide me and hold me and show me um, because I have to have that. You have to have that constant communication with God so that when you're in public and you see something on your on sale and you say, now, well, God, do I need to buy this right now or uh, do I need to wait another week or so? So when you wait on the Spirit of God, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. But when we're constantly talking and when we're constantly moving, um, sometimes we don't hear him as clearly as we ought to hear him, you know, in our lives through the years. Um, for example, sometimes we've made a mistake and God maybe wanted you to hide by the blue car, but... You just said, oh, I just love that red car. No, but did you ask God for which car do you want me to have? Or um, did you ask God, um, am I supposed to take this uh, job? Or am I supposed to stay home um, with my children? Or do you ask God? And then when you ask him, we must wait on God. And sometimes I, our waiting is for a moment sometimes. Our waiting for a day or two sometimes. Our waiting is when he releases it to happen. So these things must not happen. They cannot happen if we don't really um, build a relationship, a communication with God. Prayer is a communication with God. And like any other kind of relationship, sometimes we talk. And sometimes we be quiet. Sometimes we listen. And sometimes we just listen until he says it's okay. And this was the beauty of Solomon's relationship. Because he said he came down and he began to talk. And as God began to talk to him, he began to reveal things to him. Again, 14 says this, If my people, there's the saints, which are called by my name, so he's not leaving a doubt who he's talking to, um, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. So, so now, if he says the saints have to turn from their wicked ways, so does that mean um, the believers have some issues left over? Yes, it does. We're not we're we're not we're in a human body. We are in our earth suit, but yet we still make mistakes. Yes, we still um, do things that we're not supposed to do because we're in a process of growing and learning him 
and knowing him. So the things that I did last year, I don't believe I should be able to be falling to the same uh, sin nature that I learned um, this year. Uh, it's like going from first grade to second grade or third grade. Um, so we must grow. There's a growth in God that God requires of us. Um, we shouldn't even be the same, having the same ministry. The ministry should grow in us. The intelligence in the Word of God should grow in us. The, the anointing should grow in us. My, I shouldn't carry this the same anointing this year that I should know next year. I should be growing in his word, growing in his strength, growing in his power, that growing is an authority that I must not be the same. And the only way I continue this is through my prayer, my fasting, and my seeking his faith because I want to be more and more and more like Christ. So that means, yes, there are going to be wicked times, it says, um, that when I turn from my wicked ways, uh, then I will hear from heaven, and he will forgive their sins, and uh, he will heal our land. So as we grow uh, spiritually, through prayer, as we grow um, uh, emotionally in God, we should not be the same. We must continually to grow in everything. Now, our prayer life must not be stronger than my teaching life. My teaching life must be not not be stronger than it. We must strive to be. Um, equal in all parts, okay, because we, uh, let's suppose I meet somebody that's a doctor or a teacher. I've got to be able to know in the Holy Spirit, know how to approach them. I have, I have to know how to mentor to them or, or, or lead them or guide them into all truth. I've got to be friendly. I've got to be kind. I've got to be things that I can that the Christ in me must draw to them. And all these things are predicated on our prayer life, our fasting life, and our growth in God. Okay. So like Solomon, Solomon uh, said to me, God, come. He says, I'm coming down. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to let you know that if you're my people, that you're going to do this and this and this and this. Fourteenth, he says this, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and pray and seek your faith, and then, okay, then I will turn from their wicked ways, and then I will heal your land. So that means God's going to heal our land. He is going to heal our land. Our land might be our job. Our land might be our sin nature. Our land might be our family coming back together. Um, our land could be anything possible because God can do the impossible. So we must have a prayer life. We must need a time to set aside for Christ. We must 
have a time that I'm going to come right there and meditate and pray uh, to God because we're building all of you, your spiritual body, your physical body, our emotional body, because one without the other uh, doesn't work as well. Okay? And when you build that foundation with God, okay, um, the old school years ago when our grandmothers and our fathers would go up, their life was about prayer. They prayed, they prayed, they prayed. They prayed, they prayed, they prayed. They went to church, they prayed. They had a good time, they prayed, they prayed. Because that was their relationship. And so we must develop a kind, that kind of relationship in order for us to hear the voice of God. When, whether you walk in a prophetic office or whether you are a missionary or whether you're just, you're a minister or whether whatever, whether you're an apostle, you still need to have a life of prayer in order to hear God's voice so that when you minister to people, it's there. Boom. Spot on. Why? Because you spent so much time with God. So when you walk into the presence of that person and you begin to minister that word, it comes directly from heaven. You're going to have to ask him, oh, do you need a car? No, because God has already said, this is what this person needs. But all this is predicated on our prayer life. And we'd all, we don't all get here at the same, the same time or the same space. But we're all here working for the kingdom of God. Now, once we build that kind of relationship, I've discovered over the years that we must have a time set aside for different things that we must pray for because that's families. We must have a time for praying for our children. We might spend the time that, um, okay, today I'm going to pray for my kids. So everything that your kids need, whether it's for a job or whether you're praying for your children to meet the right persons to get married to or um, whether you're praying for their needs for a new job or whether it's praying um, whatever your needs are for them. We spend that time for your children. Okay. This is a time where you're centering in your objects that you're trying to reach for God for them. If you want your children to be saved, set a sign that I'm focusing on that person's life. That uh, you're, This is John Brown. And you said, okay, Father, I'm praying for John Brown and for his job, his prayer life, his family, his, his money. We have to be able to center in our prayer so that we can know. In other words, let's suppose that you're, 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 um, you're sick and you're praying God to heal me. But suppose you need your appendix being taken out. It's going to be taken out. So what you're going to do is you're not just praying for the healing, but you're going to pray uh, to center your prayer that, God, I need my appendix uh, need to be uh, taken out or I don't want to go to the doctor. Uh, I want to get healed. So it's a centering of your prayer life. Okay. Okay. Now, also, 
there's a prayer life where we want to just say, set aside, I'm going to pray for the government. I'm going to pray um, for my church this day. I want to set aside a prayer time to pray for the pastor, his children, his job, um, um, because you're centering in on the prayer lives and the things that God has wanting for us to do for them. Okay, So prayer is not all about what I want, but what we want for other people, um, what we want for them to prosper, uh, for them to grow, um, whether, uh, and stuff like that. So it is we must have a consistent prayer life in order to do that. Okay? And then especially if you're an intercessor or a person that prays a lot, we have to figure out God, uh, even say, now, Lord, what do you want for me to pray about? I know what I pray, but what do you want to pray for? And then we also must have the Holy Spirit because the scripture says this, that when we don't know what to pray for, we pray in our heavenly language. So there are times that we must pray in our heavenly language, okay, that that way there's no interception of the, the enemy to stop your, stop your thoughts. Because have you ever been praying and all of a sudden, you don't remember what you're praying for because the enemy is trying to stop you. So when you pray consistently in your heavenly language and you bombard heaven, there is no interruption because the enemy cannot stop you, block you, or hinder you. Okay? So prayer is important in everything we do, everything we say, everywhere we go. Um, and stuff like that, because without prayer, how do we communicate with God? Amen. Amen. So, and we've got to be faithful in this thing. Um, we've got to be faithful because, um, one, God loves us, and we must do his will. But also, I believe, um, um, even though we've just had this election, I think things are going to get a lot worse than than before for right now. So we have to pray for the sick. We have to pray for the senior citizens. Prayer, when God, when God allowed him to come down and pray, he, he answers our prayer. So we're not just praying amiss. We're just praying for no reason at all. Um, we're praying because it's God's desire for us to pray for his people, whether they're England or France or Jamaica. This is the whole world. God has allowed us to able to get into the, uh, in the realm of the spirit to help us, um, to help the people and the men of God. Okay. Um, so it's important to build your relationship with God. Again, you must talk to him, and he talks to you. Okay, spiritually. Okay. Um, and there's sometimes, like I said, when we don't know what to pray for. Pray in your heavenly language. 
and you say, how do you pray? How long do you pray? You pray until the Holy Spirit leads you to quit, okay? Because we're not moving by our feelings. We're supposed to be moved by the Spirit of God. So if he's moved by the Spirit and the Spirit says, continue to pray, pray until you fall asleep. If the Holy Spirit tells you to stop, then you stop. Because the scripture says this, those that are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. Okay. He says, for if my people who are called by my name, if my, if my saints, okay, but humble themselves and pray. Do you realize how much power God has just released to you? When he said to you, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, if my saints would humble themselves and pray and turn from the wicked ways, then you will hear from heaven, which means God will answer your prayer if you just turn from your wicked ways, if you turn from your wicked ways that you don't even know you've gotten and pray, I will heal your land. And I don't know about you, but I want you to realize that that, that we're, we're entering in some evil days, okay? But he's promised us that he shall provide all of our needs when we humble ourselves. So we have to do one of those those self-checks. God, am I um, not humble and don't know it? God, teach me to be more humble. Teach me not to lose my temper so quickly. Help me learn to listen more. Help me to pray the more. Help me to give me the spirit of humbleness like Christ. After all, we're all supposed to be like Christ. And if you're haughty, if you're mean, um, short-tempered, nasty, rude, and arrogant, those are not the attributes of Christ. Okay? And the enemy will sneak up on you and not let you know you're that way. So God, show me me, you know. That's what I'm learning to pray. God, show me me. If I'm wrong, please show me me. If I'm lying, show me me. If I'm short patient, show me me. If I'm arrogant and nasty, show me me. Because all I want to do is look in the mirror and see Christ. I don't need to see Glenda. I don't need to see Deborah. I don't need to see David. I don't want to see nobody else. I want to look in the mirror and see me. So when this earth suit decays, if I do what God called me to do, then one day I can see my Savior. Okay? And that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't worry about it doesn't matter about the big house. Big house is wonderful. It doesn't matter whether the brand new car, that's wonderful. But at the end of the day, the day of the hour, and the day that God has called us to go on, 
where will you end up in eternity? Okay? And you can't get to eternity without knowing Christ. You can't get to eternity without living for Christ. We can't get to eternity um, doing whatever you want to when you get ready um, and not asking him, God, is it prayer time? Is it fasting time? Is it time to get out and just ride around the corner and witness out, give out some little cards and, and ask somebody if they want prayer? People are hurting. More people today are more hungry in the United States of America was there ever before. More people have no place to stay now today in the United States of America as there ever been before. More children are hungry and, and crying uh, than there ever been before. Okay? So we as believers who are called by his name must humble themselves uh, and, and pray and, and turn from our wicked ways and seek his faith. Then he promised us he would heal our land. Again, and the healing of the land could be a car, could be a house, could be an education, could be a job, could be anything you want. He's promised us, he said, he shall supply all of our needs. But we must build our life once we give our lives to Christ, okay, to learn to knowing Jesus Christ and the pardon of his sins and to developing a prayer life, a consistent prayer life. All of us will take a uh, piece of paper and write down a scripture, um, but what about the invisible things? Because I realize with the invisible force, there comes power. There's an invisible force when you pray. There's an invisible force when you fast. There is an invisible force when you seek the face of God. And that invisible force comes in the form of Christ himself. Okay. And he said, he said that I must go away and prepare a place for you. Okay. So the invisible force comes down now in the form of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will tell you when to pray, how to pray, how long to pray. Do what, what you're supposed to do because the Bible says now we are basically, we're in this army. We're in this army of God, okay? And when the army of God goes, okay, like a natural army, we take all of the things that we all look like individuals. And now we all put on new uniforms. We walk lockstep, okay? We walk, we eat the same time. We talk the same time. We pray the same time because now the invisible force becomes visible through our prayer life like Solomon and acknowledging that we are sinners by grace, acknowledging that we know Christ and the pardon of our sins, acknowledging that we must grow every day, whether it's scripture, prayer, fasting, doing something for somebody, 
we are the invisible force on this earth that will create change on this earth, that we are the change agents on this earth. So when, 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 when God came down and spoke to Solomon and had a conversation with him, he reminded him, okay, who he was and reminded him that if you do this, when I command you, I will do anything for his people. When we listen to the voice of God, when we listen in the spirit to hear the voice of God, when we listen to the mind of Christ, when we listen and really begin to hear his voice, not mine, not baby Nim, not the children's voice. We have to listen to God for ourselves. And when we listen, then he tells us what to do. But when we have, we have no time for God, we're too busy, how can, he, how can we stay in contact with God? If I have a friend that I haven't heard from for 50 years, then you know what? We're not in contact with each other. We're still friends, but there's no communication. Okay, okay. And I find the more you communicate, the closer you become. Same way with God. The more you stay in contact with God, the closer you become. But when you don't have a constant communication with God, um, you're further away. And when you're further away, you don't have that constant communication. Okay. So it's important to have that prayer life consistency with Christ so that when you're close to him, something's happening in the spirit. Your children, you can contact your children. And you don't have to do it by cell phone. You contact them in the spirit and pray for them. Um, that may be why they didn't have that accident that day. It might be that, that day they didn't get sick that day. We don't know what God's doing. But there's a difference between the spirit realm and the natural realm. It talks about, it talks about um, the warring in our members. There's a contact that we come out of the natural but into the spirit. And in the spirit, you know when your children don't feel good. In the spirit, you know something's wrong. When you're in the spirit, you sense danger. When you're in the spirit, things happen because they're in contact with God. And that's how we must be on a day-to-day basis with God. So that when God speaks, we hear when God speaks in the spirit, we know it's God. When we speak to God and we're in contact with him spiritually, our whole world changes. Our mindset changes. Our relationship with Christ changes. Why? Because we're in constant 
communication with God. And this is what God was talking to Solomon about, about a contact, a relationship that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek for your face, then I'll heal your land. Then I'll heal your children, save your children. Then I will give you that new job. Then I'll do these things because you are in constant communication in the will of God, in his will, in his sovereign will. And when it's in his sovereign will, there is no broken connection with God. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for the sovereign will of God. Thank you for talking to us tonight in a way that our lives will be changed. We thank you now because, God, we know that we've got to get closer and closer and closer to you, God. God, I thank you. I thank you because you've allowed me to tap into the spirit of God and the mind of God and the soul of the innate ability of God. I thank you, God. Strengthen us. Each of us on the line, strengthen us to let us know, draw us closer and closer and closer, closer that the the, the, the Spirit of God knows that we're there. Thank you, God. Thank you for drawing us closer. Thank you for closer and closer, closer walk with you. Closer walk, closer walk. Thank you, God, for the stillness of our voices tonight. Thank you for the still, small voice that the prophet Elijah spoke. He said it was not in the wind, it wasn't in the fire, it wasn't in the flame. He said, but if there was a still, small voice of God, teach us how to hear a small, quiet voice. Because we need you now, God. We need you more than more before. We don't know what's around the corner, God. But we know you're there for us. We thank you now. Protect us, our children, our grandchildren. God, protect us, even our great-grandchildren that we might never see. And we speak to them afar off in the realm of the spirit, that they will be called, anointed, and appointed, God, because of this still, small voice that they might hear down the line years before that they knew that they had a praying grandmother. And we thank you, God. And we praise you, God. And we know, the Bible says that, and we know that all things work together for the good, even in our prayer. Thank you, God, for you giving us the grace for us to learn to pray the more. Thank you, God, for drawing us closer and nearer 
in the spirit in the spirit realm. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Your sovereign will, God, for our lives. Give us your sovereign will. Not what we want, what we think, what we desire. But God, we ask you tonight to give you give us your sovereign will for our lives. Sometimes we pray amiss. We pray what we want. But God, we we give you our permission with even our knowing that all we want is your sovereign will for our lives. If we don't want no more, we don't want no less. Maybe when we're younger, we didn't know any better. But God, now we pray for the sovereign will, the sovereign will, that unbroken will for us in our lives that we can preach the gospel, teach the gospel, live for you, Lord, like never before. God, put a fire in us. Put a still, quiet fire, quiet fire, God, so that we know, God, that that we will walk, hallelujah, on holy ground. Because wherever we are, we carry and we bring the holy ground with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And I thank you um, for being on the line tonight. Um, thank you, my buddies, for being on the line tonight. Um, and we pray that um, something was said or done that you enjoyed. And if there's anybody that wishes to say anything at this time, you can. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I apologize, I died on the line a little late. That's okay. Uh, I didn't didn't get the scripture. Okay, that was um, second, it was eight. I'll I'll give it to you again, you can look later on. It was um, second chronicles, um, okay, second chronicles, um, seventh, chapter um was talking about for if my people what you call about okay. so the okay. yes ma'am that's Thank okay you. thanks you i enjoyed just let somebody i get to talk to somebody <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> pastor shirley i know you're on the line pastor shirley come on encourage me mm-hmm. uh, I can't even hide. <laughs> yes, you can't hide. No, I don't want you to hide. No, you can't. You can't hide. Listen, I didn't want because you know I don't like to start talking. But listen, that word was so on point and powerful tonight, and I believe it sank into the depths of our soul about the importance of the God, not just trying to do a ministry, but heeding His voice. And, and the most important part, I think, was the consistency part. Because, you know, we all pray, but yeah, that consistency part encouraged me yeah. to pick a time to pick with us. And that's it, that's it. That's it, that's it. Because if you don't have consistency, you're just, just walking in the wind but not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and when you so. have consistency in that way, it makes the rest of your life be consistent. Yeah, that's so true. 
And, you know, I had, with this pandemic, I, I had gotten a little slack because, you know, I kind of go to bed when I feel like it and wake up when I feel mm-hmm. like it. And, you know, <laughs> and so I hadn't mm-hmm. been as meticulous as I was. Because when I was working, it's like, okay, I know I got to get up early because I got to do my devotions, da 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 But now it's like I can kind of roll with it. You know, if I get up 12, mm-hmm. I'll get something to eat, I'll do my devotions later or whatever, whatever. So it's not the same time every day. But, you know, um, just because we're in this pandemic, that's still not a, an excuse for us to be inconsistent. So, yeah. you know, that's just encouraging me that if I know I'm going to be up and I'm going to sleep, I still need to say, well, 12 o'clock. I need, and I used to have a, um, I have a little personal reminder app on my phone. There used to be a time when I would have my app click three or four times. Well, I used to do it five times a day because my brother is a Muslim. I said, I can't let y'all out for me. So I, yeah. I would have it on, um, I would have it on like nine o'clock, twelve o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock at night, and I would stop about then. Now those would be the times when I would specifically take time out to spend with God, and that was on top of my personal prayer. So when I was living with him, he was like, "Well, my God, I didn't know Christians prayed as much." I said, "Oh yeah, I said, we can't, I said, we can't let the enemy out to us." So they're looking for me. I'm in the room on my knee. I said, the devil is alive. <laughs> so so you just brought that back in me. So now I need to get my personal reminder. I still got it on my phone. I just don't use it because I ain't got to go to work and be reminded to do stuff no more. But I'm sure I'm going to put it back on my phone and let it beat those times. So no matter what I'm doing, I can stop for a few minutes and go and take a couple of the devil's shot count. Take some time out but let him know I'm grateful. If, even if it's just a prayer of Thanksgiving, that's what I used to do about sometimes at my 3 o'clock one, I would just give yeah. him prayers of Thanksgiving. So yeah, thank you yeah, so yeah. much. Because he I, he wants us to be sharp. He wants us to be on point. And he wants us to be fervent. And I think that word fervent, remember when fervent, he said he don't fervent. want it hot. He don't want you hot or cold. Yeah, he don't want you, yeah, he wants you to hot. He don't want you lukewarm. And I think a yeah. lukewarm spirit has gotten into us because of this COVID. Because, you know, like they say, everybody got could have fatigue with this, with this situation. Mm-hmm. But we can't let that make us fatigued in our strive for perfection in God. And we do have to do that. I believe. And like you said, the growth thing. I mean, I don't care how old we are in God. He still wants us to be growing. And I'm praying for a new yeah. level in my ministry, a new level of everything to be greater, wider, everything else. So I'm believing God for that. So I thank you for reminding us that he said greater works shall we do. Greater works. That's right. Yeah, so so thank you so much. And that's why I didn't want to say too much because it just impacted me so much and I was just sitting there meditating as you were as you were um, ministering, and it just really sank into the depths of my soul. So I really thank you so much for being on point and on time with what God allowed you to share with us. So God bless you, and just keep up the great work. Keep your ears to the ground um, so that you can hear his voice, so that we can benefit and um, be what he wants us to be and be perfected. Because, you know, he calls all the ministers, he calls for the equipping of the saints. He wants us equipped. Yes. And not yeah, just a quip, yeah. but sharpen. Iron sharpens iron. Um, so even yeah, if we are already in God, my God, he still want us sharper. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to mute myself now, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. All I wanted to, um, as well, too, we have to realize this, that, um, okay, I, I'm going to tell you, that 
I was praying the other day and God was letting me know that when this pandemic, I can't say it's over, but there's going to be a time that people are going to be looking just for the word of God, not a building, but things. And that's why a lot of these, the well-known preachers now, some of them are dying out or they're getting in a lot of trouble. A lot of the God are revealing the, a lot of the sins of a lot of people. And, and, and because um, so much has happened, he is going to allow um, people to really start building ministries, um, building things, because people are going to be looking for Christ now. See, before they would go to church, but they weren't looking for Christ. Okay, but by the time this pandemic is over, by the time this next year will be, a, oh, God, more than 200,000 people dead or even more. And because now people will start looking for Christ, and we have to be prepared to be able to minister to his people and not not so much for an offering, because that's great. But And then some people, seisters, have gotten in the ministry just to make money and and use them, and they, they work on their, their hopes and their dreams, and they're not ministering to God's people. So um, there will be a great, uh, a different change after this, this situation is over. Um, and stuff like that. So just be prayerful, be watchful. And we don't know what God's going to do for all of us individually um, or collectively um, um, and stuff. But we have to be have a consistent prayer life uh, and a, because if God wants us to use us, we have to be available. And if we're not, a, if we're not equipped, um, I don't believe he's going to allow us to be available um, at this time. Um, years before it was like everything was a TV ministry but it's not a TV ministry anymore it's a Jesus ministry you know and no matter what country you're in um, um, God's really revealing things to people and um, just pray for favor uh, I, that's one of the things I'm praying God gives us favor because we don't know what's going to happen we just have to be available and prepared and then we don't want to run around and minister to the whole world, and we can't do nothing for our own families. You know, that's another thing. We have to pray for our families. Take a time. You pray for your brother this day. The next day, pray for your husband. The next day, pray for the, the ones on job dragging you, driving you crazy. We don't know what God's doing, you know. Um, so we, we just don't know who God's going to allow us to reach understand and to bring in the kingdom you know because the god god is people are looking for god now they're looking for the spirit of god in people because so many people have fallen away and done all kinds of things said all kind of things cheat lie steal rob the rob from the ministry but god is looking for real people the real saints the real ecclesia um, and stuff like that. And um, like I said, we just have to pray and just continue to do what God called us to do, you know, and stuff. And and, 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 and Pastor Shirley, you got to be prepared for your ministry. i just seen God opening some doors for your own ministry. But you got to be prepared and you got to be ready. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got to have, 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 you've gotta have a plan. You 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 got a purpose, but you got to have a plan too. You got to be ready 
unprepared. So when it's there, it's boom, it's open, and you walk into it. You know, and when we're not prepared, you're not going to be able to do what God calls you to do, you know. Um, it's not by, you know, it, it's his spirit. It's his spirit um, and stuff like that. All of us have something prepared for us. So, but, um, and I thank, thank you all be uh, prepared. Um, even my daughter, um, Apostle Erica, God is calling her to some great things, you know. And when the enemy gets busy, it's because he knows you're, the, the good stuff is on the way. So we have to be prepared um, and stuff like that. But like more, all hell break loose, the more he's trying to stop you um, in, in your lifetime. So we just pray and be prepared um, for him. And I'm determined that I'm not leaving I'm not leaving this earth or this world unless I till I finish my assignment. So, you know, we just have to say that and be prepared. Um for whatever he's called us to do. And everything. All of us have to be prepared. Um and whatever yeah. area God call you to do, that's what you yeah. do the best of your ability. You don't try to be nobody else just be you. You know. Just be just be you. In the midst of your storm, you might be in your storm, but just be prepared anyway. And even if you got your tears in your eye, just wipe your eyes and keep them moving. You know, because that's what we got to do is be um, prepared. And you doing it for Christ. You ain't doing it for nobody else. You ain't doing it for husband. You ain't doing it for wives. You doing it for His will to be done in your life. Because just like us, we have. They have to make up their mind whether they want to do right or they want to do wrong. Mm. And God knows and God knows all our own age of accountability. Right. Mm. And accountability is when you know right and you choose to do wrong. You could be That's nine. It. That's it. You can be you can be sixty. You can be thirty. But when you recognize the accountability of where you are, that's when God judges how God judges you. You know, somebody could be mm-hmm. retarded and not not have the will to know what's right and wrong. You understand? Know mm-hmm. But somebody could be six six years old and be a road scholar and be brilliant and still do wrong. So it's your your count of ability. Mm-hmm. You know, right. then when he knows, then you know what's right, and you choose that's to it. do wrong. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. That's and, it right. You know, you understand? Know You've got to have that accountability. And you can't let nobody stop you or block you or hinder you. And if they don't want, want to do it, you've got to move on because mm-hmm. you've got a God to glorify. You've got mm-hmm. a God to glorify. And you've got a yeah. will to be done. And if God got a yeah. will in your life to do something that you do, you've got to do it with them or without them. But you've got to, got to do it, you know. Because he's not going to say, it's Glenda's time to leave here and Shirley steps up and says, oh, lay out to it. No. It's when your accountability and you know what's right. Right. And we're all basically in a school of ministry. We're all growing. Right. And when it's time for us to do what we need to do, we'll get it done. Amen. And there's no no big I and little you. There's no big I and little you in God. 
Amen. That's right. right. And a lot of times, and that's the problem a lot of times with ministries, there's a big I and a little you. Okay. But there's no big I and little you. You might have wisdom. I might not have wisdom. You might be a teacher. I might be a prophet. You may be this. I'm the that. But there's no big I. Show me anywhere in those in those gifts. One gift has more power than the other. None. Because believe it or not, the prophet was the one that ordained ordained the apostle. The apostle didn't ordain the the apostle. The apostle didn't ordain the prophet. The prophet ordained the apostle. So there's no there's no gift any greater than the other gift. Okay. We are supposed to work. The Bible says that we are all fitly joined together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't mean the teaching gift doesn't mean the teaching gift is more strength, stronger um, um, than the evangelistic gift. It doesn't tell you that. It says that we're we're several abilities. So it's not about it's not about you can do this and you can do this better than me. No, 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 no. no. We're all fitly joined together, and we're all supposed to do what we need to do in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the and the spirit and the and the, the 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 ministry of help is no more greater than the pastor. Okay. Again, there's no more gift greater in the ministry help than it is the pastor. Everybody has their own position to fulfill. Some people have different gifts. Some people is a prophet and teacher. Some people is a prophet and apostle. Something we have to find out where we belong, where God had called you from before your foundation, and that's what you operate in. And we all get in that same mm-hmm. penny. Yes, and we all—that's right. We're all the same, but you just find out where your expertise is, and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, because some people like people laid back. Some people just a uh, uh, preach from the chandeliers. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> okay. That's true. Do you have people like that? Yes, but 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 the Bible says that we're we're all we're all we're all one. And when you get a you get a teacher that's dynamic, she is the she's dynamic, and she'll sit there and teach you. So you just feel like you know you done went to church and back and eating dinner and and dessert because you know why? Because they're right, they're biting and they're a calling. So you just have to find out where you belong and and do it. These are the last days. We got to affect yeah. people's lives. We got to be able yeah. to make a difference. You know what I'm saying? We can't. We're not looking so much for the limelight. We're just looking for Jesus. And those that are looking for Jesus, those are the ones you're going to see great things going on in Christ. Okay. And those ones that are looking for the limelight, they're going to go somewhere and sit down. If they don't go somewhere and sit down, God will pull them down. Because okay. God's looking for holy people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? God's looking for holy people. He's looking for his people, he says. His people. Okay, that's why for years and years ago you had a whole bunch of lying prophets, lying teachers, lying preachers, because they would get away with it. But I don't think in these last days it's coming up. This next generation 
you're not going to hold a bunch of people that's running around doing stuff like that. Because he's mm-hmm. looking for his people. He's And he's carrying, bringing this last day anointing. And that last day yes, anointing yes. is going to make a difference, okay? Yes, this this yes. last day anointing, well, that yes. anointing that Christ brought to this earth. And it wasn't just for a few people. It was for the people that are called themselves his people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we have to build that relationship. We've got to pray. We've got to pray life. We've got to be consistent. We've got to have a fasting life. We've got to have a consistent fasting life. When's the last y'all take to add a fast? A fasting day. Just a fasting day. You ain't got to be whole week. You ain't got to be so, you ain't got to be so anointed that you got to have a whole week of fasting. But you got to at least one day of fasting. And if you don't do it the whole day, at least a little bit. If you want to carry the anointing that Christ carries, we have to take everything to the table. And it's not to be big eye, little you, but your relationship with you and your children so that your children can see something in you. You want your children to see something in you. If nobody else don't see it, you want your children to see the difference. You know. Yeah. You know. So I'm saying, okay, we're going to turn it over to Miss Erica in the kitchen that's making all that noise. <laughs> Erica, can I just share one little piece of the dream I had? I won't be long. Yes, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And the dream... Um, it's like, you know, what you did, what she just said about everybody had their own work to do. Mm-hmm. And the dream yeah. is like, and the dream, God specifically, it's like God give everybody an area. So the yeah. area I was standing in, people were falling. They were falling like they were falling to hell. And all I had mm-hmm. to do uh, was catch the ones I could catch by me. And then everybody else mm-hmm. had to do the same thing. So you were over there. You had to do the same thing. So they, when, when I caught him, it looked like I had this big old box with, with a lining in the bottom. And that was the word of God. So the word of God saved them and kept them from falling to their death. And then that one of them fell. And when I woke up, it was a sound in the lost. And surely even I lost Judas. So you're not going to be able to get everybody. But, That's so right. he wants That's all right. of us to catch the ones we can catch. And I, yeah. can't, and I couldn't look. I couldn't look yes. to the side to see what the other mm-hmm. minister was doing because I had to mm-hmm. be looking at who I could catch. And everybody yes. else had to be concentrating on the group that was by them that they had to catch. And these people were falling mm-hmm. to their death. It's yes. like they were yes. on this yes. high, high building. It was like, my God, love, they're falling to their death. I to catch them. Yes. And so I caught them yes. all. He would give me a big old box. So I know that box was the word of God. The, uh, all of them landed in that box except one. And so I and yes. I, I didn't have to worry about it because I didn't. He didn't tell me to catch everybody, just the ones in my area. Yes. So yes, that means can. that yes. all of us, the ones, the ones in our area, yes. the ones in our realm of influence, mm-hmm. that God has put under us to So I just wanted to share That's that right. little dream. That was awesome. I just wanted to share yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's, right. that's real talk. That's that's definitely real, real talk. Because like you said. To get each every every person has an assignment. We're not going to draw everybody. Everybody's not going to draw the same people. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna draw like according to to the gift that God has assigned you to, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I see you right on it. You right. You was right on it. Dead on it. You know everybody's not mm-hmm. going to draw the same. It's not going to draw the same because our gifts are not the same. 
even though it came from mm-hmm. the body, came from him. Mm-hmm. But our every mm-hmm. unique that we, because of our DNA, is very uniquely different. Mm-hmm. All of our mm-hmm. all of our DNA, all our DNA in the spiritual realm is very uniquely different. So we're not going to draw mm-hmm. the same. We're not going to pull mm-hmm. the same. We're not going to go to refuge mm-hmm. the same. But mm-hmm. we're all under the under the same body. You understand? Yes. We're under that same body. Yes. And and um, uh, you know, with that, and then like you said, um, definitely with 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 uh, with um, Mom said at the time, you know, when she talked about uh, people, you know, people got with the big eyes and the little eyes, but see what happened. They 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 they're so concerned about being their ministry, their ministry, and it's not their ministry. This is God's ministry. We're just head coaches. We are head coaches. We got specialty coaches. You know, you, got, you know, you got people that you know have certain defense coaches, we have people that offense coaches in the spiritual realm. So all of us have like specific specific assignments that that uh that God has assigned us to. You know, the Holy Spirit has birthed in our DNA to assign us to. So we are uniquely different, even though we are in the same in the same body, same family. But we're just uniquely different. Everybody's not gonna be not gonna be the same. Everybody's not gonna draw the same. So I mean that that you you um you know around here you know around here and that's true if people begin to recognize that and realize that and stop trying to act like everybody act like the same act like this person that person and just focus on the the uniqueness that we have the the people can be drawn and um, definitely drawn by love that's the main thing drawn by love so they have to be drawn. They got to be drawn by something, you know, mm-hmm. not the ones that just put, you know, because we're so religious that we so no earthly good that we have to put everybody down just because they have a problem or they may have issues. Mm-hmm. Everybody had an issue at one time. Everybody got something they had in the closet back in the days, but they're too, they, they too pious to show share that and say, okay, this is where I came from, so let me share this with you. You know, this is where I've been through, so let me share this with you. But some people get too high up to the point that, oh, I'm so, I'm so this and that, and I have arrived, so you'll never know that I, I, I went through something. You know, mm-hmm. how can you, how can you uh, set a prime example if you can't even be the first partaker of that, of that deliverance for that individual, for that person? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's yeah. that's that's some that's real talk, man. That's 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 some real tight tight work. Uh, when you talk about something like that, you know, and that's why I think I love about when uh, um, even in the midst of this pandemic, you know, I didn't expect this pandemic. None of us expected this, but uh, God knew what He was doing. He knew what He was doing. Yeah. This was just a setup mm-hmm. for for the ecclesia. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? How far are we going to run with it? Are we going to mm-hmm. stop? Some people got caught in it and, you know, just stopped. Then the other people, like you said, uh, Auntie, like you said, uh, that people get too complacent and get too comfortable since we are in it. Oh, you know, we've been for a long a little bit, so, you know, it's going to be a while before we come out. So, you know, when we get back in the swing of things, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Why we can't do it now? I think exactly. that is, the building has nothing to do with the body of Christ. It's the spirit that's within exactly. that individual. So yeah. when people begin to realize that that 
I think that I think once they like you said catch a hold of that, they'll be able to run that vision that that uh, that God has called us to do. Yes, we have assignments. Yes, we do. One gift is not greater than the other. But I tell you one thing: everybody's gift is not the same. Everybody's mm-hmm. not gift is not the same. Even though we came from all the body of Christ, but you like you like you said, not one no one is greater than the other. But you just got to know when your gift because certain seasons. When you flow in certain seasons, certain gifts that 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 you that God has uh, give us permission to use, with His permission, we use it according to the season. Because sometimes, you know, like you know, my mom, my mom, you know, she's a prophet, but she has apostolic anointing. You know, Pastor, you know, my Pastor Shirley, same way. Yes, yeah, she's pastoral, but she has apostolic too. Mm-hmm. But she'll walk in a prophet and and, and and expose you in a hot minute. It's a season that we walk into, you know. And, so and, and like you said, you got to know who you are, who you serve, and what you stand for, you know. And this time, guys, we as leaders, that everybody on this, everybody that's in this room right now are leaders. You have a voice. You need to use that voice. Don't allow your gift to lie dormant. Because just because of what you went through through the church hurt or you went through the abuse of or uh, manipulating of, of the house. No, y'all have to understand the church is supposed to be within us. When they look at church folks, the first thing is, oh, church folks, oh, this and that, nah, 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 but they're not many. Really, no, it's a difference between the church and ecclesia and being religious. It's a whole big difference. Yeah. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of religious folks. And they'll oh, yeah. fight with you and argue about the scriptures and justify the scriptures. I ain't finna say argue with you. If that's what you think, that's so be it. I'm not gonna argue with you. Because we're not supposed to argue about the word or try to put somebody down. But you tell them what's right. We tell them that's right. right. But other than that, we don't we cannot be in a position to judge. We cannot. That's not our job. We can only help. We can like give, you know, give the word out. But that's it as far as we can go. But we don't, you know, we don't try to push the issue, you know, with it. So, but we, um, we definitely thank God. I was in the, in the midst of doing multitasking again. So y'all forgive me. That's okay. We heard the get. We heard your kitchen sermon. <laughs> I was it. <laughs> I was like, I was finishing in my lesson plans, and I'm doing my project for my kids in the classroom, so forgive me. <laughs> my bad, y'all. My bad. All righty. Come on, Dolores. You got something else to say? Is Dolores, are you still on the phone? Is Dolores gone? Oh, no, no, I, my phone was on, um, was on. Mute, um, I know. Yeah, I usually I know. put it on mute so you don't mm-hmm. hear. Well, usually I'm in a place quiet, but I just uh-huh. put it on mute anyway. That's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Well, we have to, and even, for example, you know how years ago some churches didn't want the women to wear pants, and some did, right. some did. And it was an argument, but but in the meantime, all you saw Joyce Myers was on pants. You know, so they wasn't they wasn't worried about their pants. They was worried about the content, what they was hearing. 
She would be in the car smoking, the windows all fogged out. Yes. But God was so beautiful. He was changing her, and then she grew. <laughs> and she's delivered today. Yeah. She, she said she would be teaching. Man. She would be mm-hmm. teaching um, Bible study. She would have yes. on the short, 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 short shorts <laughs> with a cigarette in her mouth and everything. And she yes. would be teaching Bible study. That's yeah. how she started out. She yeah. said her husband had to tell her to take off them shorts. I said, Lord, yeah. have her. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So that's what's going to show you. All the stuff you worry about, God ain't worried about. Yes, he's not worried he about that. He doesn't see us like we are. He sees us as the finished product. Yeah, right, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so we don't have... Some of some of our churches don't have a organizational skills. They don't do it nope. like Moses. Moses Mo- Moses get the word from the he- from heaven and said, "Okay, now how do we go about doing this?" You know, Jethro was right there telling them, "Don't do all this work, Moses." You know what I'm saying? So we have to learn to organize too, as as as, mm-hmm. as churches, because people they just go off the deep end, and the devil usually controls them or get upset, and then nobody talking to nobody. And then the devil having a good time. Yeah, I told Sister Adams about that before because I, I we were talking about the fact that every church, God's perfect will is every church should have a possible prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. <laughs> but everybody's so threatened. As soon as God raised up a prophet, if they said they're going to take the church, and they shut them down. <laughs> but the whole body needs every part in order to function yeah. Um, yeah. on an on a expert level. That's and it's true. in the Bible, but they don't do it. God's bringing us together. He's bringing us together. My God, my God. All righty, so well, we had a good time. Yeah, thank you, Lord. All right, Miss Erica, you want to give your announcements yes. and we close out? Uh, announcements. Announcements um, for um, throughout the week. We already know that uh, Tuesday night is uh, in God's Word. And then at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Amen, and that is with uh, Prophet J.O. Homan on Tuesday night. Wednesday night is Apostolic Alignment with Chief Apostle Rodney Tate out of Atlanta, Georgia. But out of Georgia, he's at 8 o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time. Thursday night, y'all know, is the Mantle of Prayer. Amen, with Dr. Prophet Linda Lane at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sunday morning, Sunday at 11.30 is the... Sunday morning manna, amen, with yours truly, amen, is uh, officiating on Sunday. So we just thank God for what he's doing. That's our regular, the uh, regular announcements. We have additional stuff that's coming up that we're working on. Um, Just bear with me, guys. I'm kind of working as fast as I can, trying to get everything loaded into the system um, on the website and everything updated. The women's conference, all that has been updated on the website, so that's updated. Um, now we're working on the men's conference, um, updating everything on all the platforms. Um, we have two other ones coming up. The, um, the last one, um, in December, Lock and Load, Pull the Trigger Conference. Amen. That, that's coming up. The, uh, the Spirit of Jezebel is loose. Um, 
So we are excited about what God is getting ready to do. And Auntie Shirley will let you know exactly what time, what days and stuff going to be available. Amen. But, <laughs> okay. And we do that. We do, we do that, that Jezebel thing every year because we year. try to people let, let them know that the spirit of Jezebel is running loose in the church and the folks right. have to realize and recognize what it is so, so Jezebel won't get loose in the church and, and yeah. run the husbands and the wives and everybody else and the, even the old grandmas having a Jezebel spirit and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we do that every year and we always get pretty good response from it too. Yeah, really good, really good. So we, um, and that's usually around around New Year's, so around mm-hmm. that time. So we just try to do that. Um, but we are, um, we thank everybody for tuning in, Amen. On tonight, um, for a mantle of prayer with our host on tonight, and that's Prophetess Linda Lane, Amen. We're excited. We thank you, Amen. Our pastor, Pastor Shirley. I say the pastor prophet Shirley Pudden. Yes, yes. Amen. Yes, yes. And evangelist, uh, evangelist Dolores. Yes, I I hear it. I hear it. Dolores. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. You can't be light no more, lady. Yeah, I got cut off. I got cut off. I was trying to. I was relishing with you about that Jezebel thing, and I was like, wow, with my hands and the button. Yeah, I yeah, we do just we do wild eyes to that in the church, man. It's a wild topic. Yes. Let me say, I have I um asked, uh, last year we did a flyer. I did a flyer that it looked just so scary that I had a pastor call me and say, "Don't you think that's a little too graphic for for the people of God?" I said, "Well, they need to really really know what the ugly truth is. The ugly truth. What does it looks like? like. <laughs> what she looks like? Yeah. What it looks like in the spirit? So I'm so." They were like, oh, she, that's kind of graphic. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> so um, I said, but, you know, I said, that's all right. But, you, you know, if you want to, you know, call in, whatever, you can call in or whatever. And somehow she did call in. She did call in. Yeah. But she wouldn't say nothing. So I asked yeah. her so. But it was awesome. It, we had an awesome time. We had an awesome time. <laughs> all righty, guys. We had a wonderful night tonight. And let's just let, let's just uh, say, Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for keeping us our hearts and minds and clear. We thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost and keep us in perfect peace. The mind is stayed on you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. God bless y'all. God, have a good night. Bye bye now. Good night. God bless you. Good night. You too. Bye bye.